This is a Sydney EO production. Welcome to episode 25 of the Sydney EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined with Tal Williams from Holman Webb. Hi, Tal. Morning, Brendan. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for coming on today. No problem. Um, so I was doing a, an event here a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it would be a great idea to get you on because you have been... How many years have you, has Holman Webb been a sponsor of EO? I think we're rolling into our fourth year, maybe fifth. Uh, fourth year, I think, yeah. And so rolling back to, you know, like four years ago, why did the firm decide to get involved? It's one of those situations that's a great, um, it's a great example of networking. Um, about 10 or so years ago, I was in a networking group, a small networking group that only actually lasted for a couple of months really. Okay. Didn't really click, but there were some guys in there that I got on with. Um, eight years later, uh, one of those guys, Jamie Warner, happened to be the... President. president of EO. Yep. And at that stage, uh, EO was looking at expanding their strategic alliances and partnerships, and lawyers were put into the equation. Yeah. And Jamie said, look, would we, would we like to tender? Uh, and so we threw our hat in the ring. I don't know with how many other firms, but we threw our hat in the ring. Um, and I know Jamie for quite a while. And um, what he described of EO was actually quite attractive to me, not just in the business sense, but also in the what it was sense. Yep. Um, it, was, it had, you know, sort of rang some positives. Yep. And uh, so we were lucky enough to be asked to come on board. Yep. And uh, we jumped on board and have gone forward since then. Okay. And so for I think everyone knows what Holman Webb does, but do you want to just describe what, yeah, the, firm, what the firm does? And Sure. Sure. We're, we're a commercial law firm. So we have um, it's about 60 to 70 lawyers in Sydney, but we also have offices, smaller offices in Melbourne, Adelaide and in Brisbane. Um, but as a commercial for- firm, we've got the uh, straight-end commercial work. That's the upfront staff, so business agreements, contracts, buying and selling businesses um, and advisory work around all of that sort of thing. We have an employment section that's got about 12 lawyers, um, obviously does all the employment, awards, industrial agreements, uh, one one of the partners specialises in dealing with unions and what goes with that. They're, uh, st- they're still around, are they? They're still around. <laughs> yep, they're still around. He can, yeah. they, they keep him on his toes. Um, we then have another section, which is the commercial litigation and recovery section. So obviously if you've got business disputes and you've got to go to court, they jump and down and do that sort of thing. Uh, probably 55% of the firm is an insurance component. So they act for basically all of the larger insurers. Uh, in defending insurance claims but also advising them on the policies and the way insurance works. Do you work the other way for, I don't know, businesses that... Uh, no, for, for, for plaintiffs, for people who are yeah, suing yeah. Um, and seeking to recover from insurance companies, no. we only, yeah. well, In theory, we could <coughs> for a person who is not suing one of our clients, Yeah. Um, but most people will be suing one of our clients. So we don't do the plaintiff side of things. We're, we're a defendant firm. In that Jim, it must be pretty tricky coming up against insurance companies. If you're... Um, well, it's what insurance companies do. Yeah. And I must say the vast bulk of claims are paid out and they're satisfied yep. and they're fine. Yep. It's really only if there's some reason why the yeah. insurance company has some doubt. Yep. And then, even more so, they've got the evidence to prove that the person is 
not making an appropriate claim or there's a reason why the policy shouldn't respond to that claim. They're, they're not holding out just for the hell of it? No, no, they don't. There's no point because the amount of legal costs that the insurance everybody incurs in running a case, if you just hold out for the point of it, you end up just losing and paying a huge amount of legal costs. Yep. That makes very limited commercial sense. Yep, yeah, yep. understand, understand. Um, and rolling around the office a bit more, then we've got our property, uh, property section. Um, obviously mum and dad conveyancing but all the way through to commercial property and, and one of the guys there has a bit of an airport practice does a lot of work with airports um, so that's the Sydney office I hope I haven't missed anybody in there yep. um, but yeah general front end um, commercial um, commercial law so we don't do family law Yep. Um, and we don't do criminal law okay yep all the get rid of the nasty stuff, eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, having said that, in, in my history, I've had to do both. So I've done a couple of years of criminal law and a couple of years in family law. Is that because Holman Webb don't accept brown paper bags or...? Uh, <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. That was, that was just because people left and I had to do it. Right, so, okay. So that's, uh, you're thrown in the deep end when people leave in this game, so... And so what's your role at Holman Webb? Like, so I'm why, a, I'm why a, you why as, me, I'm as one a of face? The partners. Yep. Um, me as a face because I'm motivated, because I'm, I'm the one who actually um, is most enthused about what EO does and who it does it for. Yeah. Um, so that's why me. Yeah. Uh, it could have been – I've been other people along to events. People may have met yeah. some of those from time to time. Um, but I think it's important for there to be a consistent face so that yeah. people know who it is that you can deal with. And, and are comfortable with that, hopefully. Um, Sounds like you've finally found your networking group, Tal, uh, after all these. <laughs> I must say I'm a bit of a networker. I've got a couple of groups on the roll. Have you? Uh, yeah. 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 So, um, but, but EO is a, is, a different, is a different beast. It, yep. it's, it's got a different feel, a different quality, a different vibe than uh, most of the other networking groups. That are, well, it's not really a networking group, so it's yep. pr- probably a misnomer. Yeah. You do it's network a, It's, it's a group of people that converse on a regular basis. That's so, right, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's not the traditional B&I network group or a breakfast session yeah. network group or anything like that. It's, 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 you know, there are competitors out there to EO of course. who have very similar types of setup and very similar types of forum requirements and engagements and that sort of stuff. But like I said, EO brings with it a an attitude that yep. um, that I find quite attractive and quite appealing. Yeah, good, good. So does that mean that you're still on the tools? Like are you actually doing legal work? And I delegate as much as I can, <laughs> um, but no, I'm definitely still on the tools. So at, at the firm we've got a fairly flat structure, so it's not like we've got you know one partner sitting at the top and then a team of 50 doing the work yep. and you know no one ever gets to go talk to the partner, which yep. is the case in some of the larger firms. We're we're very much on the tools, so yeah. we've, we've got to we've got to write our time down every day and justify I, our existence. I guess I just pegged you as a good time guy because you're always at the events and uh, well, you know, there's, there's a bit of that. Yeah. There's a bit of that. <laughs> the, yeah. the meet and greet and yeah, no, no the meet and greets all there. You got to do the got to do the finding work because if people don't find it, then there's nothing and, for the others to grind. And can you share any stories where you've been able to help? You know, you don't have to go into specifics, but how you've been able to help some of the members like is there a, a standout story that or there's not a standout story no there's there's what i part of the difficulty in being a, a commercial lawyer is convincing people that an upfront conversation an early intervention uh, from your lawyers is not always a bad thing in fact more often than not it's a good thing and i'd like to think with eo particularly eo is particularly that's very much the case so once the, the ones i feel most comfortable assisting and and feel like a lot of benefit 
are the ones that actually deprive me of income okay. because they have a conversation up front. They generally know what their legal rights are. They know how strong or weak they can go into the negotiations. They know the sort of things they're looking for in documentation. And armed with that, they do themselves a positive service. They don't make the mistake that's going to end up in a big legal case. They don't go in and miss the point that was the fundamental point to be missed. They go in with their eyes open and with the knowledge that, you know, I've talked to somebody about this and I know what's important and there's an 80%, 90% chance that I'll be able to get through this in a way that's going to work and give me the outcome that I'm after. Now that's... So me, this, that's really this is a front end of a negotiation or yeah. a front end of a contract, so you, you're being very proactive that's as right. opposed to wait, waiting until something bad happens that's and exactly right. trying to fix it then. And because from my point of view, um, mind you, you know, I'm a lawyer, we charge a lot of money, so that's, that's the reality of, of law, unfortunately. Um, but the money that you spend up front, you'll have to spend 10, 20 times if you have if you to get it wrong. through that dispute. And I'm very, very keen, particularly in documents, to be able to say to people, what I want you to have is the point test. I want you to be able to point to a document that answers the dispute that has just arisen. You know, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Look at Clause 7. It says, it's really clear, I'm right. Mm. Now, if you can win that point test, the chance of you getting into serious litigation still happens, yes, yep. but it's, it's lower. Uh, if you're going into a negotiation saying, well, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon, and you're legally not right, the chance of that evolving into litigation is quite significant. Whereas if you're going knowing that you're not right, but still strategically working around that to get an outcome, then you've got a far better chance of actually resolving the matter. Both of those two things mean I don't get as much money as I would otherwise because I'd much prefer you to get into trouble to spend two years in court. Mm. And, you know, that's a huge legal fee. Mm. That's not what I want for the EOs. I don't mm. want you to be in court. Yep, yep. So is there a, a balance, though? Because I find, like, my experience with lawyers is that they try and, I guess, write every possible thing that could... Like, yeah. they're very risk-averse, in other words. Yep. Um, whereas as entrepreneurs, we're like, oh, well, yeah. you know, she'll be kind of... I know there is a certain of attitude of she'll be right. And yeah, it is. It's a final, particularly with entrepreneurs, you're quite right. Um, what, I, what I've come to learn through the association is that there is that appetite for greater risk. Yeah. And you don't need a 4,000-page legal document um, when a two-page document, okay, a lot more risk, but it's a risk that you guys are prepared to take on. Mm. Uh, and sometimes that's very... I mean, that, that's fine. I'm, I'm a creature of instruction. I do what I'm told to do. Yeah. Uh, and I may not like the fact that you've done that. And I may not may be able to say, well, yes, that's great. But if this or this or this happens, it's not addressed. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're going to have to work it out later on. Quite often the response is, that's fine. We'll work it out later on. Yeah. Others will say, okay, let's go halfway. Yeah. Let's give me a 10-page document, not a 50-page document. Because I'm just thinking, you know, if someone was doing a startup or something like that, yeah. you don't want to... Oh. You know, build the beast before it's even got off the ground. Brilliant so. point. Brilliant. And I say this a lot of the time. When you're doing a startup or even beyond startup, you've only got a certain amount of capital to play with. You, you don't have a huge amount of money. Now, I can take a good proportion of that by preparing, you know, a really detailed shareholder agreement, terms and conditions, um, account stuff, web stuff, online stuff, um, trademark applications, patent applications, design applications, uh, protecting all your IP. Um, we can do this huge suite of stuff to protect your business, but if you spend all your money on that, you've got no money to spend on actually running your business, yeah. growing the business, 
my preference is to do, to be honest, as little as possible in the first phase. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't mean nothing, but it does mean as little as possible. Make sure your business is actually going to work over yeah. 12 months, 18 months, two years. And when you're feeling more positive, okay, let's actually nail down the things that have been generally put in place at the beginning, but let's nail them down now. What's most important is the attitude of the players going into the, into the arrangement. What you don't want is people's expectations, particularly in family partnerships or dealing with other players in your business. You don't want there to be differing expectations at the beginning. Mm. Sitting down with a lawyer, going through the things. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. We had one client who came to us a year into their relationship. They'd already bought land. They'd already started to build. And in the discussions that we had about the future... One said, well, that's great. So when we sell out in three years and make our money, I'll do this, this and this. And the other one said... <laughs> that's news to me. Yeah, yeah. The other one said, no, this is my retirement plan. We're, right. we're not selling out in three years. This, this is a long-term 15-year, 20-year goal. This is, what are you talking about selling out in three years? No, I've always been selling out. had this total misunderstanding about what this project was. And yeah. It has never been talked about. So sitting down and talking to a lawyer at the beginning, in generals, sitting down with each other, thinking about all those things is really, really important. You don't need to spend $20,000 on doing that, but you should spend some time and a little bit of advice at the beginning. Know that you're on the right page, move forward, and then nail it down when the cash flow is there and the money's there. So, so just focusing on those business partnerships, what you, you've talked about exits, yep. are there some other basic things that people should think about? Well, the, bas- the basic thing I say to anybody when they're starting up a business, particularly when there's others involved, is... You know and you've thought a lot about what's going to go right. You've thought about how you're going to earn your money. You have thought about where the profits are going to go. You've thought about the good side. Stop now and think about the bad. What yeah. if it doesn't? What if this partner who you're in great terms with now simply sits on their hand and plays golf four days a week and you're paying out half the profits to them? Would you be happy with that? No? Well, how are we going to deal with that? Yeah. And we've got to deal with that up front. We can't deal with that at the time. What if the skills that this person said they have, they don't in fact have? What if you're working 80 hours a week and, and they're not? What if they're blaming you for everything that goes wrong and it's not your fault? What if the market's not there? What if, what if, what if? Yeah. Those things are important to at least consider up front. And then how would we deal with that? So... Is there some sort of template shareholder agreements that you can, you can run with? Or? Well, well they're, they're, they're sort of form shareholder agreements. They're generic yeah. forms of them, yes, but, but I don't think I've ever use the generic form and that's it yeah. every one of them for precisely that reason every one of them has to change Yeah. Um, so I say to you let's go into partnership and then somebody says well what if you die uh, and then your, your, your partner comes in and I might not lock your partner hmm. so what happens then so, yep. so do I have to go into partnership with your partner if you die um, th- those sort of things are in shareholder agreements but you need to say well yes no don't know I'll buy you out no the estate will get, well, what's going to happen that can all be agreed up front in the shareholder agreement and so everyone changes because, you know, seven directors, two directors, three directors, does, if there's a split in votes, is there a casting vote? Everybody's going to be different. Mm. And so they're always changed to make it work best for that particular relationship. How many businesses do you come across that have just done a handshake agreement? Um, now, uh, the minority. Yeah. Um, 15, 20 years ago, there was a lot more. Yeah. A lot more on handshakes. 
15, well, probably 15 or 20 years ago, the people I was talking to were in their 50s and 60s, so the business has started in their yeah. 20s. Yeah, yeah, that so makes th- sense. they were on the handshakes. Yep. Um, and actually, I sold one the other day for a couple of million dollars, and that was a handshake deal all through. Um, but they're becoming less and less rare. Oh, sorry, more and more rare. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and most will it might as well have something yeah it may not be a very extensive document um personally i prefer an extensive document once you've got time to nail it down and the money's there to do it i do prefer the extensive ones because they do cover a whole myriad of things that again if you're in a dispute later on you can point to and say what he's actually dealt with it tells you what we've got to do you know it's really easy we don't need to dispute it we don't need to fight about it it says Mm. you know we will sell the shares or we will whatever it tells you what's going to happen because we thought about it at the beginning yeah so um and i often say to people i know you don't want this huge not huge it's about 38 pages um i know you don't want a 38 page document but you tell me what you left out well what do you want to leave out of this and they go through it and they don't want to leave anything out yeah so yeah it's um is there any stats on how many business partnerships are successful versus I mean is it a bit like marriages where you know yeah there are fifty percent of them yeah. end up breaking up or yeah I don't know about the actual partnership itself but certainly the success of startups there is stats I don't know what it is it's something like you know four out of five fail in the first three years something like that yeah um, but I don't know about business business partnerships per se um, I guess it's yeah. simpler to uh, if you can not to have partners. If you, if, sometimes, uh, sometimes they're a necessity, but yeah, that, that's right. I'm I'm very much in favour of, particularly when you've incorporated, um, if it's your baby, your idea, holding on tightly to your equity, I not giving shares to other people. Um, I'm very, very much in favour of, of holding it to yourself as much as you possibly can. Have you found that EOs generally have partners, or do, uh, what, what's been your experience with the people uh, that you've it's, dealt with? It's very. Yeah, yeah, it's varied. So there's certainly the sole practitioners. There's certainly those that um, that uh, have, have do have partners um, uh, who are, who are not related to them. High external partners. Yeah. Um, there's a few that are intergenerational. So yep. you've got you've got family, family business, family businesses rolling through. Uh, so it's quite quite varied. Yeah. Um, in in the no, no, space. nothing really shining through as a, the majority as a standard. No. Yep. No, no. And to be honest, um, they're equally successful and equally not successful, irrespective of, of yeah, those sort uh, of structures. Yeah, the setup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. And so um, I wanted to ask you you recently went on the uh, trip to Fiji. Yes. Yeah. Tell, I, tell us about that. That was, that, was, um, that was a great time, actually. Was that um, your first retreat? That, it was. It yeah, was. Wow. That, that had my, opened my eyes to how we <laughs> really operate. Um, <laughs> So no, my wife and I went on that, and I must say everybody was really welcoming, and it was it was oh, yeah, really really lovely to be there. How um, how did your? I'm curious to see how your wife went because I know the first annual retreat I went on my we went to Hobart, and my wife was very cautious about we had we had a fan, absolutely fantastic time, but we were a bit trepidatious about going along. Yeah, no, there was always there's always that element of nervousness when you're a group of people. Yep. That, that you don't know. And you're on a boat. And you're on a boat and you can't <laughs> really get off. So, um, no, but no, but as I said, everybody was, was really, really welcoming. Um, it, was a, it was a mad four days and maybe in EO terms it was very placid, I don't know. But yeah. for me, yeah. it, was, it was, you know, you start at seven and you finish at midnight if you're lucky um, and there was non-stop. I mean, you were doing cool things during yeah. the day, yeah. but just non-stop the whole time and 
I, I wasn't expecting that intensity of activity. Even, yeah. even though the activities went from the educational sessions, who and the speakers were brilliant, I thought. Um, the team really put a great set of speakers together. I thought they were both motivational and inspiring, but also a hell of a lot of substantive um, material that people could use and I can use yeah. uh, in, in respective businesses. So I think they did a great job with the speakers. Um, hats off to Jodie. I think she was the the key driver for most of it. She, yeah, she's amazing. She, she did really well in being the the, the controller and you, yeah. know, you go here and you go there and you yep. know, keep, kept it all rolling smoothly. So I had a great time. I had a great time. So you, you're clearly engaged with the chapter, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. What, what's your strategy as far as attending events and... Oh, look, if I get invited, and if I can go, I'll go. <laughs> I, I think you're invited yeah, all the time, aren't you? That's right. So um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But you say you don't have like a – like for me, you know, I, I try to get to one event a month and obviously no, my forum and no, that no, I, seems I, to be about the right balance for me. For but me no, I, I don't have a rule. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't get invited to all events and that's okay. okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's entirely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if I if I do get invited, then I'm I'm you know provided. And you're available, yeah. yeah. I'm very happy to go. Yeah. But apart from just mixing with you lot, yeah. Um, you do actually learn some interesting stuff. And one of the great benefits I've got as a lawyer, because I I'm a as somebody used to um, call lawyers, the the business prevention unit. You know, we're, we're the guys who stop you doing the int- interesting things because <laughs> there's something wrong with it. You know. Yeah. Um, so I've got a very conservative background. So actually. It's probably a really good balance for you to, is, to hang right. around with a whole to listen to bunch you guys. of businessmen that are all loose and that's right. Who, who I can assure you do not have conservative <laughs> backgrounds. Um, it is. It's. It's a. I, I enjoy trying to understand the way you're thinking about it, and as you said, enjoying that that risk taking component. Yeah. Because the back of my head is just tingling with fear, saying, "Why are you doing that? If that doesn't come off, that's that's not good." Um, whereas you guys are thinking, "It is going to come off. It's fantastic." Yeah. And, and off you're rolling. Um, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it is somewhere in the middle. That's yep. right. So being associated with that and, and coming to understand that is actually one of the real benefits I've got out of EO, mm. that, that there is a different way of thinking, that, that, that businesses um, don't look at contracts like I do. Mm. Um, and it's the reason why it takes so long for us to review a contract. If you've got 38 pages, that'll take you a better part of a half day yeah. to actually <coughs> work out how this relates to that and how that relates to this. And if you do that, how would that affect over there? And if you breach this, what are the consequences? And can you control whether you breach this or not? Or is that something they can make you breach and hence they've got control to get out of it? It's really very conservative. Mm. You know. Any any entrepreneurial ideas that you've brought back to Holman Whip? Um no, no, except that except that uh, we are going to get a well, I'm going to get a, an innovation committee going. Oh, that's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, so yeah. We, um, so there's got to be better ways of doing law. Um, we've we've um, yeah, we, we, we've done it in a way the same way. Yeah, like for, for years and years. And years. well, they, Gus put it a great way on the boat. Gus was saying you've cemented your road, and that's the path you tread. Yeah, and. Quite frankly, in law, we've got a pretty heavily cemented road, and that's the path we've all been treading. So, I'd love to try and. There's a lot of murmurs about, you know, the law industry being disrupted in the next few yeah. years. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So there is tech out there. There's AI out there. There's stuff we've got to keep abreast of. Yep. Um, I personally am not a strong supporter of the concept of disruption. I yep. think it's more evolution. Yeah. Uh, you, you need to evolve and you would need to evolve with what's going on around you. And I guess it's the type of work as well. Like as new technologies come up. 
Maybe, maybe that you know, there's little niches that emerge that you could be yeah, yeah advising on and no, that's that's true. Um, what what you generally find is the underlying law doesn't change much at all. The way your the way your processes work and the the way in which the outcome is delivered may change. Yeah. So it might go from a, a hard copy outcome to a electronic outcome, but the underlying law is yeah. Fairly, yep. fairly consistent, yep. fairly solid. It yep. applies the same way to Twitter as it did to the fax machine. Yep. You know, um, so, but you're right. Yep. You, you've got to be up to speed with that stuff. So we're going to wrap up now, Tal. Um, I've got just five short questions to ask you. Okay. How old are you? 53. And what do you like to do to keep fit? Uh, I'm, I'm a keen mountain biker, um, a keen runner, um, and recently last couple of years done a huge amount of hiking too okay excellent um how many hours sleep are you getting each night i get between six and yeah six and a half yep and um do you have any personal goals that you're looking to achieve in the next 12 months well you could have asked me this one before (laughs) um uh this is an example of why you need to listen to the podcast yes, before you right. come on. That's right. And I also you would have known the I questions, Tal. Yep. Uh, personal goals in the next 12 months. No, we've got some – We've just internally we've got stuff to do with innovation yep. and, and to, yep. to keep abreast of what's happening and I'd like to see us in a far better um, uh, future-proof structural yep. position in 12 months' time than we are now. And then uh, if you could be remembered for one thing in business, what do you think that might be? Um, probably saying a little bit, uh, a bit weird, but trustworthy. Okay, no, that's a that's a, a great thing to be remembered for. Mm. And so, if people want to reach out and get in contact with your towel, yep. how's the best way to do that? Oh, phone, phone. Okay. I, th- I think EO's got my details everywhere. Yep, but my mobile's details, landline doesn't matter, or email, it doesn't matter. Yeah, reach out, however. Yep. Um, if you don't have those details, then Jody's certainly got them and, and uh, Natasha. So. Yep. And I think there's there's a free consultation up front or something. Is that yeah, so two, hours, two, two hours free. Yeah. Yep. So you can always reach out, guys yep. and girls, and and uh, have a chat to Tal about anything that's on your mind. Yep. Um, that's right. So it's two hours free. So um, again, that's that's very helpful in those early times. Yep. When there's a situation that's a bit worrying, or a situation you just want some clarity on, um, or the start of something bigger. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Why not? Yep. Great. All right, Tal, thanks for coming on the show today. No problem at all.